Welcome to Realty Talk, the show that brings together the country's most authoritative and respected property experts. Follow us on all the socials and subscribe for updates and exclusive offers. Realty Talk is powered by realty.com.au, connecting buyers, sellers and agents differently. Hi and welcome to Realty Talk, your go-to place for all things property. I'm Bushy Martin from Know How Property Finance and this week's show has a very strong property management flavour. We kick off with the observation that South East Queensland has recorded the fastest national rise in rents in recent times, but rental inquiry appears to be declining. So is the tight rental mark shifting. Jamie Bitterwell from the Code Property Group joins us to discuss this apparent contradiction. As an investor, how do you make sense of the confusing and conflicting deluge of data to find the best property for you? Michael Roger from Protect Disruptor Prop Hero joins us to show how AI is transforming property search and selection. And to close out the show, I start our special series on the criticality of property investment and property management to your investment success by considering self-management versus professional management, given that between 400 to 660,000 or up to one third of investors still manage their own properties. And before we share all of this investment gold, make sure you don't miss an episode of Realty Talk by signing up on the realty.com.au homepage so that you get every show in your inbox every week. And I'll even give you a free copy of my award-winning book, Get Invested, for taking the time and effort. We've got a lot to share, so let's get underway. Greetings and welcome. Now, in recent months, Brisbane and Southeast Queensland are reportedly recording the fastest rise in rents across the country at the overall aggregate level, according to the latest CoreLogic figures, which is believed to be due to a continuing imbalance between rental supply and demand. But does this historical rearview mirror approach align with the current actual experience on the ground? Is the tight rental market shifting? Well, to discuss the actual hands-on coalface rental demand situation, we're joined by property management specialist, Jamie Billowell from the award-winning Code Property Group on the Sunshine Coast. So welcome back to the show, Jamie. Oh, thank you for having me. Awesome. I'm really keen to dive into this subject because I, I often feel there is a, a time lag between what we're reading and what's actually happening. So uh, you've been seeing a bit of a decline in rental property inquiry recently. So what does this mean exactly? Well... I mean, the market has been so wild for so long. We all went into COVID thinking it was, you know, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> it's, it's ironic now and we've been spoiled for so long in the sense that, you know, there was a time where I was getting shoved in a fridge space because there were 75 people at an open home. Wow. But, yeah, and, and those, of course, are practising social distancing, full disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> But I must say, I am seeing a slight decline. And I think people that are new to the industry may not be able to detect it. But the frustrating thing is, is I think that the broad understanding is the fact that, you know, the, the rental market's really strong and, and there's a high demand, but that's that has to come to an end. And I think we are seeing signs of it now. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a little bit like a, a spring that's been compressed during COVID. And as soon as the... Uh, the shutters came down, the spring is released, but as, as is always the case, once it overextends, it'll start to settle back to something that's 
closer to normal. So, um, so tell me then, how do you protect yourself from getting swooped up in outdated information that's often the case? Establish a relationship with someone who's on the ground. So as an example, I have a close database and I keep in contact with them about not just every single property, because that's not of interest to everyone, but their suburbs specifically. So I'll send them information when the days on market changes or when we've leased a property in that area and people get an understanding and an education before their property is coming online. Find a reliable property manager that's not just collecting the rent, but have a more of a holistic view. You need to be speaking with someone in leasing or business development within an agency, not just a property manager. Property managers are integral to it. But if you can get both, I it will save you in the long run. <laughs> 100% agree. And I, and I know that uh, in the work that we, we do for investors, we don't bother wasting our time with real estate agents because they just tell you what you want to hear. But mm -hmm. we always reach out to the uh, leasing agents or the BDMs in the, the local specialised property management offices because you tend to hear the truth rather than the, <laughs> rather than the fluff. So I uh, no, love that. Uh, so from your perspective, then, is the tight rental market shifting and what impact will this have on both landlords and renters moving forward, do you think? I agree. I think it's stabilising. Yeah. Uh, I think it's also important to remember, yes, you could have 30 groups at an open home, but how many of those groups are qualified? Any property manager worth their soul retained good tenants throughout COVID because it is uncertain times. Yeah. As a result, we do see a churn of high quality tenants be taken. My thoughts are it will affect tenants in the sense that they may be in more of a position to negotiate, especially when it comes to rental prices. Yeah. Every client that I'm bringing on now, I'm informing them that this could be completely wrong. It's, it's an observation. It's a hypothetical situation. However, my advice is always to secure a 12-month lease because we are still seeing the escalated rents compared to what they were. Yep. Be mindful in 12 months' time, the market isn't the given market in the sense that it, it's essentially a market on steroids. Lock the tenant in for as long as you can and be prepared in 12 months' time that may be adjusted slightly and it may be a tenant market. Yes. Yeah, really good call. Really good call. Well, look, uh, really appreciate your insights on this, Jamie, and thanks again for your time on the show today. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Jamie. Well, as you can see, there's often a gap and a lag between what's being reported and what is actually happening on the ground. So if you want to keep abreast of exactly where rental markets are at to ensure you're making fully informed decisions, make sure you reach out to specialised and dedicated local property managers like Jamie in the co-property group. Stay with us for more here on Realty Talk. Successful property investment is a game of finance. Do you have the right team and the right game plan? Realty Talk is brought to you by Know How Property. More than mortgage brokers, Bushy Martin and his team of investment architects set you up with a sustainable strategy structured to lower your costs, tax, risk and stress while increasing your capacity for growth. Know How has helped over 1,900 homeowners and investors secure more than $800 million in property wealth. So get set to live more, work less, and live your legacy. Want to know how to invest in your freedom? Visit knowhowproperty.com.au. Greetings and welcome. 
Now, if you're an investor looking to secure the best property to suit your strategy from the 18,000 odd suburbs and over 9 million residential properties that currently exist across Australia, where do you start? And how do you decipher the deluge of data across the over 240 property investment criteria required to determine which is the best property for you? Particularly when you're already full-time flat out with your career and your family, and you lack the time and the intimate knowledge to make fully informed property decisions. The unfortunate reality is that most investors don't, and buyers often fly blind and make big financial decisions on limited information using nothing more than gut fuel to either buy a property in their backyard or via a buyer's agent, a lot of which also rely on their more educated gut instincts. But what if there was a better way to find the best available property for you and pay the right price for it in a fraction of the time without the stress and the headache. Well, to discuss this, we're joined by Michael Roger, the co-founder of Prop Hero, a prop tech disruptor who used proprietary data and AI algorithms to quickly and easily find the best deals across the country. So welcome to Realty Talk, Michael. Thanks, Bushy, for having me. Yeah, I'm really interested to uh, dive into the subject. So to kick things off, tell us about Prop Hero in a nutshell. What's, what's your elevator pitch? Yeah, so look, uh, we uh, sell ourselves as the next generation buyer's agency focusing on investment property. So just like buyer's agents, we help our clients find, buy, and manage investment property. But what really makes Prop Hero unique is that we use technology, one, to achieve better investment returns, using data and AI, while also saving our clients a lot of uh, time and effort through our digital platform. So in very short, Propuro, we are about pro making property investments simple, transparent, and more profitable. Love it, absolutely love it. So um, uh, let's dig into then the, the problem that uh, Propuro is solving. Sure, so look, I think that any property investor listening uh, uh, to this session will agree that investing in property is kind of a pain, right? It's time consuming, it's stressful, it's non-transparent, and honestly, it's like really hard if you want to find the best deal, right? Uh, and so another thing is that, well, by definition, it's extremely unlikely that where you live is the best place across all of, us, all of Australia to invest. Right, so if you want the best deal, you have to invest somewhere else. Um, and that's why more and more investors turn to buyer's agents, hoping to save time while finding better deals. But the reality, and I mean, having used buyer's agents myself uh, in the past, right, is that as you were saying before, most of them rely on their own experience and to be honest, gut feeling uh, to invest, that's one. And two, they are usually based in one area and they've been there forever. And just like you, uh, where you live may not be the best, by definition, where they live uh, and where they operate may not be the best area uh, to invest. And that's why with Propuro, we want to like, address this by having a location agnostic approach, data-driven approach with real property experts uh, within us to find the best deals for our clients across the entire country. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, that sounds very exciting. So yeah, Propuro is obviously a prop tech, which is, uh, short for a property technology business. How do you actually then use technology in the business, please? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we have two ways that we're using technology for our clients. One is data and AI, and one is our online platform. On data and AI, uh, well, the reality that as we're seeing, there are like over 10,000 suburbs in Australia, 
and it's impossible for one single human being to know them all and identify which are the best. It's just impossible, right? The human brain cannot do it, right? And this is where data and artificial intelligence come into play. We use data and AI to filter uh, the top 1% of suburbs, right? And for that, we use like over 200 variables uh, to identify the best suburbs. And then once we've done this initial filtering, we have real estate experts, right? Who do like the final check to see what the data models cannot see, right? And really find the best deals for, for our clients. And I think that one thing that no one talks about in the industry, you know, everyone talks about, hey, my clients gain $60,000 or increase its property, his property value by 10%. It doesn't matter. What really matters, which is how much you outperformed or overperformed the market, right? That should be the only metric that uh, you should track because that's why people pay you, right? You are paid to overperform the market. Otherwise, anyone can do it. So we track this metric. Since we know for pure, we overperformed the market by 89%. And I can tell you, you know, that well, over the past six months, our clients gained on average 17% in capital. But this honestly doesn't mean much, right? Because well, all the market went up. What you should really remember that we almost doubled the market performance since we don't prop here. And that's really like the metric that we track. So one is data and AI to get better deals and it's working. And two is using an online platform. As I was saying at the beginning, and as you would know, investing in property is a pain. It takes so much time. And with our like, unique online platform, you have one single place where you can see all the details, all the data, all the insights about the property that we share with our clients. You can access all your documents in one place. You can check the status of your conveyancing, of your finance, everything. And what we calculated that on average, we save our clients 50 hours of work per investment. And we, and we want to keep uh, uh, increasing that. So in short technology, better returns, and lots of time saved, and that's our motto uh, at uh, at Yeah, I love it. Uh, how about the costing side? Because quite often buyers agents are charging two percent plus to find and, and secure a, a property, and it's often on a percentage basis. How does uh, PropTech work in that regard? So look, I, honestly, I never understood this. Right, as a as a buyer, you want to buy the best property at the best price possible, and charging as a percentage of the deal. I mean, our interests are not aligned. I, I always found it crazy, right? And so uh, for us, it's a, a fixed fee, uh, engagement fee of nine hundred and ninety dollars, and success fee only when you buy the property of nine thousand and nine hundred. And you only pay this if you uh, if you actually buy the property. And for this, we do everything for you end to end. Uh, you have access for life to our platform right, for free. Uh, and yeah, six fees that no bad surprise, and we just want the best deal for you. Yeah, I love it. No, it's a yeah, really good solution. So how, how can ordinary mum and dad investors then benefit from the data and different solutions when making property investment decisions and not? So look, the honest answer is that it's, it's difficult, right? We have an entire team working full-time on this. Still, I, I would say that uh, if you want to invest uh, in a property, I would say like the bare minimum that you should do is look at some free databases. Don't read articles, right? Articles are often biased. So uh, like look for like raw data, check at uh, domain, SQM, maybe property investors, they have something for, for, for consumers. Um, check reports on a given area to understand supply, demand. Look at the evolution of prices, rents, vacancies. Please also like do your homework around uh, climate risk, right? Uh, you have, we are looking in Australia, we've got like databases. I think most of them are free, uh, even for consumers. Check that you don't buy in a risky area. I would say, yeah, so 
I mean, it's, I mean, it's difficult, otherwise we don't uh, have an entire team working on it. But please like do these checks because you can already yourself uh, do a few of them just to reduce your risk. So I can say, I, I won't say that you can find the best deal, but at least you can reduce your risk um, by doing that. And I think that, yeah, everyone should, uh, should do this because yeah, like uh, there are like many uh, properties that you really don't want in the market. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, well said. Well, look, uh, this sounds uh, really promising, exciting, Michael. So uh, thanks for coming on the show today to make aware of us and thanks for your uh, time and innovations. Thanks for having me, Bushy. Thanks, Michael. Well, there it is. A great example of the application of property technology utilising artificial intelligence algorithms to interrogate large volumes of dynamic data to remove the limitations of our emotionally charged gut field in order to make much better and objective, fully informed decisions quickly without the stress, the hassle or the uncertainty. To find out more, reach out to Michael and his Prop Hero team at prophero.com.au. Stay with us for more here on Realty Talk. Hi and welcome. What's your take on property management? Over the next few weeks, we're going to explore in detail the challenging world of property management, given its critical importance to your investment success. If you're a current or potential property investor, do you or will you self-manage your property or pay a property manager to do it for you? I ask this because depending on who you talk to, somewhere between 20% and 33% of the 2.6 million investor-owned dwellings in Australia that are owned by just over 2 million residential property investors are self-managed. And interestingly, according to research done by finder.com.au, Tasmania has the highest percentage at 43% of privately rented properties, while New South Wales has the lowest at 22%. That means that somewhere between one in five and one in three residential investment properties are self-managed. In other words, between 400,000 and 660,000 Aussie investor landlords still manage their own properties. Now, these numbers still amaze me given the huge amount of money and risk that's tied up in their investment properties. So starting today, I'm going to delve into the world of self-management versus professional property management. And to set the scene, let me start with Tom's story. A few years ago, Tom wanted to help out an old friend in need so he entrusted his home and leased it to her when he had to move into state for work. As he felt he knew his friend well, he decided to save a few bucks on employing a property manager and he collected the rent himself, directly from Carmen, who was a separated mother with her young daughter. Carmen and her new partner reassured Tom that you can trust us, we'll look after your house. It'll be better than when you left it. I mean, he was helping a friend through a tough time, so what could possibly go wrong? famous last words. Six months later, he stopped receiving rent payments and by the time he managed to get time off work and return home to his property, he arrived to find it completely trashed by drug users and squatters. The internal walls had been smashed and kicked in. Most of the wiring had been stripped out. Used syringes and shattered glass covered the floors and dirty clothes, piles of rubbish, maggots and feces were strewn everywhere. There was well over $50,000 worth of damage done to Tom's home. And to make matters even worse, his home insurance policy had lapsed because he got too busy at work and the tenant forgot to forward the mail. And he hadn't bothered to take out landlord insurance because he didn't think he'd need it. So all of the lost rent and repairs had to come directly out of Tom's pocket. So 
saving under $40 a week in property management fees end up costing him over $50,000 that he just didn't have. And for $50,000, he could have engaged a property manager for the next 24 years and still been in front. Tom was penny wise and pound foolish. And unfortunately, this is a common story. Now, let me ask you three questions. If you're a long-term property investor who's focused on securing high capital growth properties that are cash flow positive, where, where will most of the time, energy and cost be spent on holding and maintaining your property? Secondly, if you spend between three and 12 months securing your investment property and then rent it out, maintain it and hold it for 15 years plus to enjoy maximum capital growth, what key skill is required for the majority of the time to ensure that you last the distance? And lastly, what property expertise is most needed, but least considered and often unappreciated? Now, the answer to all of these three questions is the same. Can you guess what the answer is? Yes, it's property management. If you spend 5% of your time finding and buying your investment property and the remaining 95% renting it out and holding it, then property investment is mostly a waiting and maintaining game. So if property management is the key core skill that will make or break your long-term investment journey, who's the best person to do it? You as a part-time amateur or a dedicated independent professional property manager? Given the critical importance of this subject to your property investment success, today we'll start delving into the challenging world of all things property management. Because if you're like most investors, once you've bought your investment property, you think the worst of it's over. And all you have to do is find a tenant, collect the rent, and the rest is going to be plain sailing. I mean, how hard can it be? Why would you bother paying a property manager all that money to do something that you can just as easily do in your spare time? I mean, what could possibly go wrong? Surely it can't be that hard. It's just a matter of collecting the rent right. Eh, wrongity, wrong, wrong, wrong. Why? Because when it comes to managing property, you just don't know what you don't know. And ignorance is certainly not bliss. In fact, it's downright dangerous especially in the increasingly litigious world of property. There's a good reason why over half of first-time investors sell their property within the first five years. And a lot of this has to do with the ongoing time-consuming and life-sucking headache and hassles of managing the property. So do you manage your properties yourself or pay a property manager to do it for you? Because with investment property, everything is fine until suddenly it's not. Over the 10 years plus that we owned and ran a dedicated property management business, we saw the dynamics of tenancies change overnight. Like Jekyll and Hyde, great tenants can quickly become problem tenants due to changes in their circumstances like relationship breakdowns or job losses, resulting in non-payment of rent and or damage and degradation to the property. And you, as a landlord, are left holding the can. As I've always said, it's not a matter of if you're going to have problems with your investment properties, it's a matter of when, how big, and how often. And with residential tenancies legislation in each and every state differing, constantly changing, and increasingly stacked in favor of the rights of the tenants, I always wonder if saving a few dollars on a property manager is worth a very considerable financial risk. Let me share another quick example. You've no doubt heard the old expression, they took everything but the kitchen sink. But in this tenant horror story, they even took that as well. A self-managing landlord found tenants privately on Gumtree and then ended up with a big and expensive shock when they suddenly and unexpectedly did a runner. They pulled out 
and taken the entire kitchen and yes, even the kitchen sink was gone. Now, this may sound extreme, but if you ask any specialised landlord insurer like the team at EBM Rentcover, you'll hear that theft from investment properties is far more common than you might actually realise. The other concerning and increasing trend is in privately managed properties is the growing incidence of hidden methamphetamine drug labs in properties where tenants manage to bypass professional property managers and they use fake IDs to rent properties direct from unsuspecting private landlords who don't apply the same screening scrutiny. Not only does this incur massive cleanup costs, but it also means a significant loss of rental income for extensive periods of time, while the police matter is sorted out over months through the courts. In addition, the landlords and any future tenants may also face potential health risks from lingering chemical residue. So when you buy an investment property, you don't want to have a similar current affair or 730 report TV moment. So let me ask you again, should you self-manage your property or get a good experienced property manager to do it for you? I think you can guess what my answer is, but let's dig into it a bit more. Let's start by understanding what's really involved in managing an investment property. A lot of first-time investors think it's just about finding a tenant, collecting the rent and doing the occasional bit of maintenance. Well, good luck with that. Let me enlighten you on the scope of just some of the tasks involved in managing your property effectively. Firstly, you need to start by doing a full photographic survey and complete inspection and condition report on the property to document and confirm its current condition and repair any items that aren't up to scratch prior to a tenant moving in. Next, you need to advertise your property in order to attract a tenant. This involves arranging professional marketing photos and writing a good description that will attract the highest number of quality tenants. And don't make the mistake of taking dodgy photos with your iPhone as they just won't cut the, cut the mustard when you're competing with other rental adverts. Then you need to list the property online on multiple sites. And again, don't make the mistake of just listing it on Gumtree or similar Facebook pages, because this is where tenants who've got bad rental records and who've been blacklisted by professional property managers tend to prey on the unsuspecting. Next comes conducting open homes for tenant walkthroughs. You also need to determine a competitive weekly rent amount. Then comes the arduous task of tenant screening along with all of the checks required. That, and they include identity checks, criminal records, tenancy databases, credit reports, financial and employment checks, delving into their rental history and talking in depth with referees. Then you need to prepare and execute all of the screeds of lease documentation that's required. Then we have conducting entry condition reports and exit condition reports at tenancy changeovers. You also need to lodge and release bonds from the trust account of the state-based residential tenancy authorities. You have to collect the rent every week, fortnight or month, depending on how you've set it up. And you need to provide statements and invoices for rental payments. Then you need to implement and activate a preventative maintenance program to keep the property in good boarding working order and compliant with the ever-changing regulations. You need to field requests from your tenants at all hours of the day and night and quote and book in repairs with reliable trades with professional indemnity insurance as and when required. You need to inspect completed repairs. Then there's fielding tenant concerns and complaints. You need to be able to moderate and mediate issues with the tenants. And depending on the state, three to four times a year, you need to conduct full routine inspections of the property and provide the advance notices to the tenants within the required and stipulated timeframes. You need to deal with any and all tenancy issues and rent arrears. 
And then there's following and complying with the ever-changing restrictive legislative requirements. You need to keep appropriate detailed written and photographic records of all communications and associated matters for both insurance or legal disputes. You need to book regular smoke alarm inspections and swimming pool compliance if applicable. Then there's the invoicing of tenants for excess water damage, etc., water usage, etc. There's dealing with body corporates and strata bodies if appropriate. You also need to pay bills for rates, water, insurances, etc. You need to issue appropriate notices for anything associated with the property in accordance with strict legislated procedures and timing. You need to claim bond releases in alignment with these strict policies. And then there's preparing and attending tribunal hearings when tenant disputes arise. You need to follow very strict and detailed procedures when evicting tenants if and when necessary. Then there's finding new tenants when vacancies occur and the whole circus starts again. And of course, every year, you need to collate and prepare all of your income, expense and depreciation documentation in readiness for accountant and tax return preparation. Now, this is just scratching the surface of what's required to actually manage a rental property. So does this sound like something you want to do or even have time to do on top of all your work and family commitments? So before you decide to crimp a few bucks and give yourself a second job, ask yourself the following questions to determine if self-managing is the right option for you. Firstly, are you in a position to be on call 24 seven day and night? Secondly, are you prepared to evict tenants who seem to have good excuses for non-payment of rent? Can you keep your cool and remain professional with tenants that are being unreasonable? Are you prepared to give up your personal time and weekends when required? And lastly, do you have the time to learn the ins and outs of the ever-changing legislation in your local area and how to manage a rental within the strict confines of the law? Now, this last one is particularly important and will help ensure that you don't get yourself in a difficult and expensive predicament without even realising it. So when you're deciding whether to self-manage or use a property manager, you need to consider a whole range of factors, including the time and effort required to manage your property, the costs, and most importantly, your legal requirements, obligations, and protections. Now, I can't stress this strongly enough. If you're an owner who's self-managing or considering it, you need to be fully aware of the applicable rental laws and understand their obligations. Because as far as the law is concerned, ignorance is no defense. And many states and territories have recently amended and or are implementing changes to tenancy legislation that's actually increasing the protection and rights of the tenant. This means that if you're leasing property, you need to be intimately aware of the changes and how they apply in your situation. It's also worth noting that adequately maintaining a property in accordance with all laws, compliance codes, policies and procedures is a minimum, minimum expected requirement for landlord insurance. If you don't follow the letter of the law, then your landlord insurer is unlikely to honour or pay any claim. This includes finding and contracting the right tradies who have suitable business and liability insurances in case something goes wrong, setting up suitable times with the tenants in accordance with required notice periods, checking the work has been done satisfactorily, and then paying the invoices all within certain stipulate, stipulated timeframes. And this is one of the biggest reasons to engage a good dedicated professional property manager to ensure you're getting access to all your legal protection, as well as access to specialised landlord insurance policies that are only offered when a property is professionally managed. Now, don't get me wrong here. For some investors, being a hands-on landlord and self-managing the property suits them, particularly if they live close to the rental, have a good long-term tenant, and can spare the time to arrange maintenance and repairs, rent collection and inspections. It's also an option for those who wish to have total control over their investment, 
which aside from their own home, will be the biggest financial investment they're ever likely to make. But as I've already said a number of times now, self-managing comes with inherent risks and lacks the legal and insurance protection offered when the property is being managed by a recognized professional. And this is one of the major reasons why landlords choose to go with property managers in addition to their expertise and connections. Because as a landlord choosing to self-manage, the onus is entirely on you. From finding tenants to making sure that all legal obligations are followed, the ball's in your court. Next week, I'll continue our discussion on self-management versus professional management of your property by drawing your attention to property management risks, outlining the reason why it's worth investing in a good property manager, and I'll break down the costs. That's food for thought. I'm Bushy Martin from Know How Property Finance, so stay tuned for more. Property depreciation is the natural wear and tear of a building and its assets. Property investors can claim depreciation as a tax deduction each financial year. Depreciation is a non-cash deduction. This means you don't need to spend any money in order to claim it. On average, BMT tax depreciation find residential investors almost $9,000 in first full financial year deductions. Call BMT on 1300 728 726 today for an obligation free quote. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's show. Another big thanks to our special guests, Jamie Billowell and Michael Roger. And to make sure you don't miss an episode of Australia's longest running and most popular online property show, subscribe to Realty Talk Now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen. And make sure you sign up on the realty.com.au homepage to get a free copy of my book, Get Invested, so that you get every episode in your inbox every week. And while you're there, make sure that you check out one of Australia's most extensive range of properties for sale from over 7,000 agents nationally. Thanks again to realty.com.au and BMT Tax Depreciation for their ongoing support. I'm Bushy Martin from Know How Property Finance, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Miss something in this week's show or want to catch up on past shows? Do it anytime at realty.com.au where we connect buyers, sellers and agents differently. 